Hello and welcome to Victory Briefings, where we use the Word of God for a victorious life. I'm Dwight Hammond, and I'm glad you're listening today. Be blessed by the Holy Spirit as He gives you new revelation knowledge through this Victory Briefing. We are about to learn more about the importance of Paul's ministry as we finally see a conclusion to this great parenthetical statement in Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We'll be um, looking at chapter 3, verses 9 through 13. We're ready for chapter 3, verse 9. I need to back up and catch at least a part of verse 8 for it to make sense. It says, This grace was given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. In verse 9, And to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the ages has been hidden in God, who created all things through Jesus Christ. Part of Paul's ministry was not only to preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ, but also to make them see the importance of the time period in which they lived, and to make all see what is the fellowship of the mystery. This is Paul's driving desire that every believer see their personal role in dispensing this awesome truth of God's purpose in the church age. Paul was commanded by God to preach and reveal the mystery of the church age for an important reason. Verse 10 is very exciting. To the intent that now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in heavenly places. Verse 10 makes me want to shout. Here is an awesome part of the reason for the mystery. It is so that the church can show evil angels that they are losers. (laughs) What a plan. And the two peoples whom Satan had so long enjoyed seeing their hatred and separation were now allied in Christ. The Jews and Gentiles now were authorized and seated above him and his principalities and powers in the heavenlies. The church is to display the many-colored manifold wisdom of God to the evil angelic hordes and their leader. This is why the devil hates it so much when a believer realizes his position in Christ Jesus. When I first realized what this verse was saying, I wanted to do a shout and a happy dance. (laughs) Then I remembered what Jesus said to the 70 cent ones when they returned all giddy. He said, Nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. And that's Luke 10 verse 20. Okay, we're going on a rabbit trail. I just got to do this. Turn in your Bible to Luke chapter 10 verse 17. Jesus was blessed with what he saw when the 35 pairs of sent ones returned. I'll read Luke 10 17 through 24 in the New King James. It says, Then the seventy returned with joy, saying, Lord, even the demons are subject to us in your name. In verse 18, he said to them, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. Behold, 
I give you authority to trample on serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. But nevertheless, do not rejoice in this, that the spirits are subject to you, but rather rejoice because your names are written in heaven. Verse 21, In that hour Jesus rejoiced in the Spirit and said, Thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. You have hidden these things from the wise and prudent and revealed them to babes. Even so, Father, for so it seemed good in your sight. Verse 22, All things have been delivered to me by my Father, and no one knows the Son except the Father, and who the Father is except the Son, and the one to whom the Son wills to reveal him. Verse 23, And then he turned to his disciples and said privately, Blessed are the eyes which see the things that you see. For I tell you that many prophets and kings have desired to see what you see and have not seen it, and hear what you hear and have not heard it. In verse 17, the word 70 is interesting. This is the number of the Gentile nations, according to the Jews. And in verse 18, where he says, I saw Satan, this was not a vision in which Jesus saw Satan cast out of heaven. Rather, he was seeing in their ministry the present and ultimate defeat of Satan. Watching in the New American Standard Bible is the way it's put. I was watching Satan fall from heaven like lightning. Watching means to view in interest with careful observation of details. Verse 20 says, Do not rejoice in this. The word rejoice comes from a Greek word that's used here twice, and it's related to the Greek word that is used for grace. A young sheep or lamb skipping and frisking for joy. The first rejoice here is a verb that means to stop rejoicing. The second rejoice is the Greek verb that means to keep on doing an action. It's natural to be a happy winner, but that joy should be stopped quickly in this case, and the focus should be turned to spiritual with thanksgiving and glory to him who provided that victory. See Ephesians 6.10. We should never gloat over our enemy's demise, Proverbs twenty four seventeen. But yet in verse 21, within moments Jesus rejoiced in the Holy Spirit. Rejoiced here is different from verse 20. The Greek word is different, and it means to jump for joy, exceeding joy, rejoice greatly, to exult, leap for joy to show one's joy by leaping and skipping, denoting excessive and ecstatic joy and delight. This word has to do with leaping forward with joy to meet the object of one's wishes. Because of the successful mission of the Seventy, I believe Jesus rejoiced because the Holy Spirit had just given him a sneak preview into Ephesians 3, 9, and 10 where it says the administration of this mystery, which for ages past was kept hidden in God, who created all things. His intent was that now, through the church, his people, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and authorities in heavenly realms. Verses 23 and 24 talks about prophets and kings desired to see what you've seen 
The spiritual leaders of the Old Testament are now watching from the balcony to see what you see. God doesn't come down to tell the devil how he beat him so bad. He shows him through us, the church. When you know who you are in Christ, you can show the devil just how retarded he really is. When Jesus was raised from the dead, he gave all authority back to man in his name. When a believer uses the name of Jesus, all hell comes to a stop, and God is glorified and the devil is humiliated. God smiles at Satan because he shows forth his wisdom. And we were created inferior to the angels, according to Psalm 8.5 and Hebrews 2.7, of whom Satan was their leader. But through the new birth, we are superior by position. What is so humiliating to Satan is to be stopped through the authority of an inferior creature, man. You cannot stop Satan in your own name, but you can in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, you can cast out devils, speak with new tongues, and lay hands on the sick and see them recover. Mark 16, verses 17 and 18. That is the purpose of the mystery which was hidden in the heart of God. Can you now see why it's so important for Paul to get this truth across to the believers of his day and ours? When we realize our position in Christ, then we too can be faithful stewards of this mystery. What was so important for Paul to preach is now in our hands to share. Ephesians 3:11 and 12 says, According to the eternal purpose which he accomplished in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we have boldness and access with confidence through faith in him. Verses 11 and 12 tells us the mystery was planned between God and Jesus in eternity past. This takes us back to the heavenly conference room of eternity, where God planned the redemption of man before the foundation of the world. Notice that verse 12 says, We have boldness and confidence in Christ to approach the throne of God. We do this through the faith in and from him. We know that faith comes as a gift of God, Acts 3.16 and Ephesians 2.8, and the faith he gave us is our boldness and our access to the throne of God. And Ephesians 3.13 tells us, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. And so ends the parenthetical exposition of this mystery. Verse 13 is the conclusion of this long sentence that began in verse 2. If the Ephesians understood the dispensation of the grace of God which was given to all in verse 2, they surely would not lose heart at his tribulations for them, which is for their glory. In verse 13. I want to thank every listener today. Thank you for spending some time with me. Thank you for your prayers and your comments. And it's always a blessing to know where you're listening from. Drop a comment in the mailbag by clicking the mailbag button on the website, or you can email me mailbag at victorybriefings.net. I hope you are subscribed and will make it a part of your ministry to share this message with others. God bless you, my friend. This program and other materials are available at victorybriefings.net. Mm-hmm.